Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm like, I fe- I'm feeling a little like popped out. Like, overwhelmed. My kid, just, my kid just had a meltdown. Like work is crazy. Life is crazy. And I truly look forward to our, our podcast because I'm like, oh, look, an hour to do something that I like. Well, <laughs> that doesn't happen at all during the day these days. Oh, my That's God. Hard. An hour without my family. That's what you yep. really say. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like because I don't know if people I don't even know if people realize that we record these so late. Like it's it's eight thirty, mm-hmm. eight thirty six. I was late, but like it is very much a oh my kids in bed, like everything's kind of done for the day, relaxing moment as opposed to like needing to get away. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was telling everyone today it was Thursday. So it, did it feel like it? It really did. I was like, uh-huh. hey, happy Thursday. And everyone's like, it's Wednesday. Bar now. Uh, it's because uh, Halloween threw everybody off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Wait, agree with that. What was the babies for Halloween? Oh, my God. He was Nemo. It was very, <gasps> very cute. And he's been Nemo so much lately because he loves the costume because he's two. So Matt said it best. He was like, my husband was like, We've done so many Halloween things. I can't believe that it is just now Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with the amount that we've worn the costumes and trunk or treats, multiples yeah. and friggin' hay rides and going to see like pumpkin displays and light displays and stuff around the state. Like we've just done everything. We've just, every fall activity you could do, you've done. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I'm decorating for Christmas tomorrow. The whole trunk, the whole, the whole trunk or treat thing to me is so weird. Wait, really? I thought it was a southern yes. thing, John. No, no, God. Well, not not when I was a kid, but you know that was a million oh. years ago when yeah. everyone was still trick or treated. You know, just it, yeah. I I think I saw some clip today of, uh, and it was a southerner, but it was a, like a church thing. I keep getting mm. these reels. These religious you're in, reels. You're on church talk now. Oh my! I swear to God, I I like stopped and looked at one online, and now I get nothing but religious reels. That's it. That's all I get. And this one was that about trunk or treat. Involved. Yeah, this mm. one was about trunk or treat. That you know, quote unquote, good Christians don't trick or treat because it's all about Satan. So they do trunk or treat, and that was the joke. Was that you know, it's basically the same thing. You're just in a car. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's literally the same thing. That's so oh. weird. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Well, I had the conversation with my mom the other day. I said, Mom, when did trunk or treats become such a thing? She's like, uh, I don't know, actually. I was like, okay, just making sure. Because I remember when I carried around like a pillowcase. Yeah. House uh-huh. house. Now they got all these cute little buckets and things. I'm so jealous. I know. Yeah. That shit did not exist when we were children. And our parents were like making our, like sewing yeah. our costumes, like with right. sewing machines straight up. Yeah, I know. I don't. I kind of, I'm new to this whole parenting thing, obviously. I kind of thought it was, uh, like, it got really big in co- during COVID, but apparently mm-hmm. that's not it at all. Apparently it's been around for a while, so I don't know. I guess it's like a safety thing. I, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, there were I like 210 kids in my neighborhood last night, so. Dang. Yeah. We count well, so Hunter, we how much candy to get. <laughs> Hunter brought the Halloween energy, you guys, like nobody's business. John, I'll text you a video of him like sprinting from house to house and screaming trick or treat. Like I could hear him like three doors down, him screaming. And uh, every time he got like a piece of candy, he would say, happy help. And like scream it. it at the people on the doorsteps. I was like, dang, kid, uh, you know what's up. And he was so excited for candy, which was hilarious because this kid has never eaten candy in his entire fucking life. And I'm like, okay. you don't even know what this is. Why are you so excited? <laughs> well, he made everyone's night with the high pitched Halloween. That is, he did. He did. It's very sure. cute. Yeah. Well, I went the opposite direction. I turned out all the lights and did not let anyone come to the door. It was great. No, you didn't hand out candy? We don't really have trick-or-treaters back here. Like, I'm on a dead-end street, and they don't come around, and yeah. I'm fine with it. Totally fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep in mind, it was, it was cold here, too. Like, we had a cold wave came through last night, and uh, it got chilly for Halloween, and I woke up November 1st, a half an inch of snow on the ground. So it's wintertime. Oh, ah. it's great. 
Yeah, it's great. It's ready. It's time for holidays. Yeah, that's a little early for some snow. I mean, I want some snow this year, but. That's not early for Ohio. Not early for Cleveland anyway, but yeah, it was, it was fine. It's all good. Well, let's talk about our guest. Lauren Taylor is with us. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, good. Mickey's tired yeah. as usual. Yeah. But, uh, I'm tired. Okay. Yeah. You have to be your old. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're all good. We appreciate you coming on. So for those yeah. that don't know, Lauren, you were the, if I'm remembering right, 2022 CrossFit Games, uh, second place, Daryl Muscular yep. Division. Is that right? You got it. I, I got it all right. Look at that. Just got like, it. Wow. Nailed it. That, John. Good job. Yeah. Um, can you, can you give us a little background, Lauren, on your, well, your athletic career, but you can weave in some personal details in there as yeah. well. If any of our listeners didn't watch you compete, uh, at last season's games, sort of like how you got to where you're at right now and what recent sport has looked like for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, we joke all the time that my office is like my flex room, apparently. Um, I love it. So like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I grew up as an athlete kind of all my life, played basketball, field hockey, did track in high school, uh, went on to play field hockey in college and won a national championship my senior year there. And upon kind of graduating college as a lifelong athlete, you suddenly are just out in this world having to figure out fitness on your own. And so um, I started to get involved I did some orange theory here and there because I was like all right I need like the competitive atmosphere I need someone beside me that I just want to be in something and I came across a really good friend who's still a really great friend to this day and he was like hey you want to do a Spartan race with me and I was like yeah mud in places that mud should not be (laughs) at first I was like no no thanks really um and then the more and more he was like persistent, I was like, all right, if I say yes, will you stop asking me and I'll <laughs> do one with you? And then I did. And I mean, I loved it. It was, it was great. It was so mentally challenging and physically challenging. Um, I'll say that a Spartan race can humble you <laughs> very quickly uh, and humble your fitness abilities as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Needless to say, that was like 2019, and I graduated college in 2014, so it kind of took me a while to maybe like find my niche back to um, a competitive area, if you want to call it that, and ended up doing a lot of Spartan races in one year. I think I was up to like in the 20s and was globally ranked. You know, I was eighth in the world for my age group. And uh, specialized like a Looney Tune in 30 mile plus races. And oh my, yeah, they would take like 14 hours to do. But um, come the pandemic, Spartan and everything kind of shuts down. And, you know, that's where my life changed because I got rear-ended by a backed up truck. And I suffered a lot of, um, issues and impairments and permanent disability from that point on and you know actually went to a pretty dark place in terms of depression of having found something that I loved so much and also being a very active person my entire life and all of a sudden having it sucked away from me um Mm -hmm. to just not even being able to like walk into a gym because you couldn't stand the stimulus and you know so on and so forth so it took me about two years, I would say, to really kind of be able to get back and find where I was at, what I could do. And 2021, ironically, you were pregnant and you were very, very pregnant. Very pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I was like, look at her go. Love this. She is killing it. Sweaty she is. Oh my God. She's got under boob sweat in that dress. Mm -mm. Yeah. You were doing great. Honestly, I gave you all the credit in the world. Every time I saw you, I was like, oh, she's still standing upright right now. Like, it was hot that year, too. It was hot. 2021 was the first year for the adaptive game. And so I was, you know, one of my friends at the gym was like, hey, Lauren, I want to go on a vacation. I think I want to go to the CrossFit game. Never been. 
like, let's go. Haven't done a vacation because of COVID now. I was like, right? Like, sure. I love watching people be athletes. I love watching people do what they love and just put their heart and soul out, whether it's at the CrossFit Games or any sport in general. Uh, so I went. We're sitting there and we're inside and I'm like, watching the adaptive athletes, like, remember Amy doing her, you know, yep, we all know that iconic moment. We were there for that. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting, like, with my friend and our gym owners, and they were like, you know you qualify, like, based on your performance. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I get that. And uh, push comes to shove the next year. It was the week of, and I still was like, guys, you know, I have an invisible disability. Like, this is rough. I mean, it's hard, first off, to come to terms with the fact that you are eligible to be an adaptive athlete when you've been a caliber, high-caliber athlete your entire life. Um, and not to say adaptive athletes are not high-caliber, because we are, but to have to come to terms with flip of the switch there uh, and be vulnerable, it was really tough for me. And it was the day before the open for 2022 that I signed up. And mm. then I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I'm just proud of myself for being vulnerable for myself on this leaderboard. And from there, we've gone to semifinals and made it into the top five and then decided, hey, if we're going to be here. We're going to be here and we're going to do this. So mm -hmm. that was the games for me for that year and it was amazing and then of course as you know there was a lot of heartbreak this past year with all the eligibility rulings and the controversy there um but i'm proud to be back and going to want to so bingo yeah but yeah it so must be it must that. feel like wild to just like when you have to recap your entire journey and in 30 seconds it it must feel wild to even look at look at that period where you say like you went to a pretty dark place obviously after after just being injured and then say something along the lines like it took about two years but then I found myself you know back in the gym and, and back doing these things and it's like it's so easy to look back and say like yeah it took about two years and then I was like good but man that two years must have felt like 20 years as you were relearning how to be you yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there was moments where um, I remember, like, distinctly for me to even be walking into a gym, I was sunglasses, headphones, earplugs, the whole nine, like, couldn't do anything. And, um, like, some days I would even just start by sitting on a bike and warming up and have to, to leave. Like, there was just too much stimulation and I was getting physically sick um, mm -hmm. from it all. And I, I also had my neurologist look at me and be like, hey, I think I can trust you. But like, I need you to do non-impact for a while. And I'm like, can we define a while? And he feels like, like until I can see that you can stand up properly. Hmm. Okay? So, I mean, even at that, like I'm seeing my friends push their bodies in a workout that I would have been right beside them with. A couple of days ago or months ago and i'm like sitting on my bike cheering them along and it was just a point like it was demeaning and then mm -hmm. you know you come to like that that dark period was was hard and then you come back to this past year where all of that with the eligibility happened and it took me right back right back into that so it took me, even at this point, like, I'm pretty sure it was a solid two months before I fully could step back into the gym. I remember after that, like, eligibility rolling, I walked, tried to go to the gym the next day, just to be, like, with my friend. And I saw my second fittest sign on the on the wall and just had a mental breakdown and had to leave. I couldn't of course. It. Yeah. Of course. So, be because here you are coming off of such a high... Of being on the podium to basically being told sorry you're not what we're looking for for this division yeah I and and you had already had to come to terms with with reclassifying yourself as yeah. an athlete in that sense yeah and, and be like okay here's my place here's where i'm comfortable here are my people nope I'm just kidding yeah 
And it, it was so hard because even while duly all of that was happening, I'm in a lawsuit. I'm like, I didn't, no one chooses ever to have a disability, first off. No one right. ever chooses to be born with it or have an acquired disability. Everyone who sits here, like, I still sit here today and I look at my friends that are, um, you know, struggling to go to the train on, to get to work because it makes me sick, but I can't drive because it's too much stimulation for how long the drive is. You know, you sit here and you're like, I just wish. Half the time right. you say, I, sometimes I wish. More than you think you probably are saying it. Uh, or like the if only. And, you know, in, I guess like in that scenario, um, it may, it makes you feel like you have, it's like imposter syndrome in some mm. capacity. But to be told in writing, Hi, like we don't deny that you are impaired by any means. You're just too fit for us. And then in my lawsuit, to be told, hi, essentially, you have lived a very healthy lifestyle. So because of that, and because of your healthy lifestyle, and because we don't think like you are very severe on paper, but we, based on your health, don't think so. So we're going to underpay you for the disability that you get to live the rest of your life with. So it was mm. a double whammy. Both were happening at the same time. And, you know, it's not, it's not fair. <laughs> no. Uh, and then I think on top of that, like most of us, most of us who listen to the show or in this community, we really turn to the gym and to fitness to help that type of a mental struggle or the the load that you have in life, right? Like you get to go to the gym and it's your barbell therapy for an hour, yep. but you can't even always turn to that. So when you're dealing with, with all of that load all at once, what, what did you do? What do you do? Because I'm sure it's still something that <laughs> it doesn't go away. doesn't go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. What I did was I turned to my family. Um, mm. Like you have a two-year-old. I have a three-year-old niece. She's my god baby, and um, she is definitely the joy and like the sunshine of my day. Essentially, I make it even in my training schedule. I make sure to give her an hour, an hour of time, no matter at what point in the day, to go play with her, um, to have fun, to be like a role model for her. Um, and on those really horrible days, I I go and I spend extra time with her. I hang out. Now, am I tired of playing nap time? And I'm tired of playing like, we call them Dutch us. She wants piggyback rides. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it's those moments where it kind of disconnects you. And it's almost those moments too. Like I have, I have hand tremors and I have like spasticity. So both are very unstable and I, I wear a brace on my leg. Um, she, I, one, the one time I, I took it off for a moment because we were just sitting and I wanted to take my foot off it and she went and grabbed it and tried to put my shoe on. And I was, she was like, I'm Wawa. So we call me Wawa. <laughs> and then there's other times where like my hands are shaking really bad. So she shakes her hands and she oh, says, get out. oh my God. I'm like, that's where I know, like, just like that love and acceptance for wanting to be like her role model is. So much of the love and acceptance that I wish was actually out there. Um, but like, yes, that like those moments and like all of that is highlights of what gets me back on track. It's wild how healing like innocent kids can be, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? And I didn't before I had kids, I was like not a fan of kids. So yeah. if, if anyone hears that and they're like, you're right. I was there too, a hundred percent. But even yeah. in in my pre kids hating kids days, uh, I do remember like really difficult times, like grieving with family, especially yeah. when if there are kids around who like maybe don't quite get it or maybe aren't quite like old enough to be a part of that process in the traditional sense, and you kind of have yeah. to just you kind of just still have to play with them, and you kind of just still have to have a good time, and you kind of just whatever. There's a way that that continues to pull you through it's almost fake it till you make it but it's yeah. like tea time until you make it or yeah. whatever and it works it's crazy yeah. how healing that can be yeah I remember I was actually with my sister 
and we had she had just put Jordan to bed the night the Sunday night I got my eligibility ruling and I just like had a breakdown and I wanted to be like to my sister don't wake her up don't wake her up yeah Uh uh-huh that's when you just go lay in the bed with her it's like that's fine I'll just sleep here in this toddler bed no big deal yeah that was she she's awesome and she's a little redhead so she's a firecracker jealous firecracker and do you love teaching her all the bad things? My sister doesn't appreciate it. I have taught her successfully how to hide in clothing rack in the store. And Amazing. All the really the bad lost things. art, really. Yeah, exactly. Come on, she has to know how to do this. She's like, no, she really doesn't. I love it. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned though you're back to competing. So you're going to Wadapalooza. This, I am. And if they're worried, where you be in the neuromuscular division, is it different classifications there than we had at the games last year? Or are they back to the original classification? So they are back to the original since we a lot took over. Um, you know, I got to do my uh, eligibility with Kevin Ogar. Love Kevin Ogar. We all do. Um, you know, and he and I had to get a nice little chat too about things from the games and, um, I'm really pleased to see that Wadapalooza is a first having more involvement on that, or Wadapalooza, Wheel Wad is having more involvement uh, with the games. But yes, like they did the eligibility for Wadapalooza. And um, ironically, you know, classified as a moderate, but yet told for the game, no. So um, we're back. We qualified. We're going. And, um, you know, I just said, I was like, you got to rip the band-aid back off again, Laura. Like, come on, just do it. Put yourself back out there, no matter how crushing it all was. Stand up, because you've stood up how many times through all of this. Mm-hmm. So do it again. Truly. You, you got to imagine that even if you, what's the worst case scenario, right? Like you get out there and you have a really jitty performance. Something yeah. bad happens while you're out on the floor and you're like, I, I shit the bed on this workout. Now I'm like yeah. the bottom of the leaderboard. It's got to be better to be at the bottom of the leaderboard than to have not gone, Correct. competed, and had that fun and had that experience, right? Yeah. No, I, and like, yeah. I think that's like half of it is the environment that it creates. And, um, you know, so, so exciting. And, you know, I guess that's why, in, in some perspective, you're, you're everyone's sitting here torn about what the games are going to look like for next year, too. But, Regardless, stepping onto a competition floor and also being an adaptive athlete, um, because any day and every day is a different day. So, mm. again, one day could be great for me, and I could do amazing in a workout. The next day, I could be, you know, head deep into my vomit bucket for a workout as well. So, it, every day looks different. I think sometimes it's the fun part about it. You know, like, all right, well, I don't feel great today. So how am I going to make sure I'm successful in this? And I continue to do what I need to do and get the right stimulus and also get stronger out of this. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the fun puzzle game of life. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also a frustrating game at the time. Yeah. One of the tokens. But um, are, are you yeah. planning to go to Willwad in December? Or are you going to skip that to train for Wadapalooza? So when I had... um. My classification, uh, Kevin and I were talking, he's like, you know, you can't come to it a lot. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very honored. And I said, but I will be with Mickey Mouse in Disney. So <laughs> love, I love like, you guys. Oh, yeah. Don't love you more than the happiest place on earth. Right. Can't say I blame you, truly. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I go with my neighbors for Christmas every year. Um, starting last year, by the way. Oh my God, so fun, so fun. Now I'm well, going every year. Is the yeah. got it? Yeah, huh? yeah. So I was like, and we just happened to plan for the second through the sixth. So I was like, sorry, sorry, Mickey. Right. <laughs> but also, like training schedule wise, that's kind of a lot. Like if you yeah, got I, a plan for January, just you know, one month earlier is like a lot to peak peak. Correct. So. Because after the games in 22, my body crashed hard and I had mm. probably two months of really bad decline. So we're at the point like my orthos and my doctors all looked at me and they're like, 
you're never doing this again, are you? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, next year. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it again. Sorry, guys. I'm like, okay, can like we make this like a twice a year, once a year type of thing? I was like, you can probably get two out of me at max and then we're good. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was touch and go there for a while after the games. So it was really bad. Um, and like, even over the last year, I'll say that uh, naturally work stress creates a lot and it causes a lot of issues as well. But on top of that, I had a lot of decline. So we started to lose nerve function in my, my lower left leg um, a lot over this past year. Also made it more frustrating because when I asked to have my eligibility reconsidered, I asked and distinctly said, I would like to be viewed as Lauren for 23 and not Lauren for 22. Because if you can't treat me as the true person I am today, I am more than eligible. And I could disprove everything they wrote in the paper with 74 video examples. And that was just very short clips. Essentially, 74 examples over a 15-minute chunk of time. And they wouldn't even consider watching it. They pretty much said, like, final decisions were made. Um, so I respected that. But uh, that, like, 22 to 23 was a really rough year. Had a lot of drastic decline. And uh, I also have the, the fun pleasure now. I have, like, Bell's palsy moments in my face. So if I get my heart rate too high, my face locks out and my eye will go drastically up and my lip will go up or down. So, um, so it's, a, I think they're just regressive, you know, disabilities that you have and you Mm -hmm. hope that on your good days, you get the most out of it. For sure. You mentioned earlier this, that it was hard because it's in your words, an invisible disease or disability. Um, what's the harder hardest part of that explaining it to able-bodied people or the criticism that comes within the adaptive community itself both both i actually um there was one time i was out to dinner for someone's birthday from our gym and i had my afo on and this person what is that i'm so sorry what is an afo yeah i don't know called an ankle foot orthosis um my kind of downstairs right now or else i'd show it to you um and leave it in my shoe so like we we joke that it's like its own leg walking around half the time but it goes into my shoe it supports my my leg and mainly my foot because with my loss of nerve function i lose the ability to pick up my foot Got it. Uh, and so yeah, i just my foot drops but on top of that I have something called clonospasticity. So whenever my leg feels like it wants to have any like muscle contraction, it'll do it. So I have, you know how people like sit behind a desk and like they shake their leg during work. They're doing that voluntarily. My body does it involuntarily. I can't control it. I can't stop it. Hmm. So there's that. And that's why. Wait, so you can't move your leg, but your leg can move itself whenever it wants to. Got it. it. Got it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Just totally decides when it wants mm-hmm. to do its thing. Right. Um, but so there was time we were out. I had my AFO on and someone had the audacity to come up to me and he asked me if I just broke out of jail and if it was a police monitoring device. Oh, no. Oh, no. How are we this? desensitized as like in general i mean i was like did we really just have someone ask me about it but that is the worst pickup line i've ever heard <laughs> that's what we all joked about too terrible. And we're like yeah. that was horrible i looked and i was like you're an ass yeah that's no some people some people are just dumb yeah yeah so yeah i just sorry yeah. go ahead sorry I was going to say, so it's hard because um, people also take like my leg spasms or my hand spasms has just nervousness where in reality, like not even close to that. It's just the fact that it's going to do whatever. Um, And it's frustrating because also everywhere has paper straws now. And if you're going to give me an open glass, this girl needs a straw straw. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you, 
past concepts think about like how to not embarrass yourself in public too when you're having a bad flare-up um so that's like life and then adaptive community this past year i just felt like got really hostile um mm-hmm. essentially telling people like you you're just not disabled enough i'm sorry like speaking up to your own kind of peers here um like when people have the right to be upset and you know people also have the right to be upset but be excited for the people that are going as well and people have the right to want to share their stories and opinions whether it is positive or a negative one but also if it's gonna be a negative one don't be so targeted um Mm -hmm. we're all in this community together and for it to grow you all have to be together um and it was so it was hard because even at that like i did that article with barbell spin and i was like i'm not ready for these comments and some of them were our own adaptive community i was like guys we're not growing this by fighting each other at all so yeah i think that's that's one of the most difficult things that I've noticed in the last season is yeah. like just the the real division within our separate divisions yeah. um and how you know you always say like you can't please everyone and that that might be true but it seems like the the divisions are more serious than that right they're deeper than that there there have been a lot of changes recently and I think I, from a very outsider perspective, can kind of like see and understand and respect both sides of the coin on a lot of different things. I understand, you know, from the eligibility standpoint where people like you were truly affected in a way that is quite unfair. And I can also see the people who are trying to make the standards across the board, just try the God's honest truth, trying to do their best to make it fair in a way that on paper works and works across different sports and they're taking inspiration from other sporting events and it's like shit like okay it's fucked up somewhere I just don't know where and even like all the way straight through to the recent separation of the divisions from the CrossFit games the division in the community is so great where some people are like this is amazing it's going to put a spotlight on us what we've needed and some people are like fuck that noise I want to go to the CrossFit games and be the same athlete as the CrossFit games athlete and I see it from both perspectives like there is just so very to me and I'm sure people have big feelings about this but to me it is really hard to find a right or wrong and so what is it what is it like for you within that community to try to navigate the waters of like basically not even knowing if you can say you're for or against where the sport is going like that is that's tough when it's part of your identity correct and I will say that um you know and like here's here's the backstory no matter what happened last year um the flip side is also someone had to put their neck out to get it to the games to begin with so no matter what took place in, in you know, 22 or 23 for the games, um, no one should ever take away from the team that did also bring it to the games and get it to where it was, because that's a staple in itself. And I think that is a big message that was missed as well. You, everyone was just focused on what was happening in 23 and then eligibility, yet forgot that there was this person that put their neck out there and actually, like, we wouldn't have this to be upset about if it wasn't for one person bringing it there. And uh, yes, I know it's more than one person, but moral story is like right. someone who actually stepped up and said, this should be a part of our community. Right. Um, and that person has now, domino effect, changed a lot of lives in, mm-hmm. in retrospect. So coming forward to today... I think, again, message of Wheel Wild and, and that same purpose and all the driving forward is great. has more exposure. It gets, you know, finally wheelchair athletes, short stature athletes, you know, blind athletes to, you know, a competition floor. But what I will say is that where I've, I hope, I just hope that the magic that the games is, so the magic of being under the light, being on the floor, being, you know, in in the presence of elite athletes. We are also elite athletes, but being in the presence of people who have motivated us throughout our journeys, that part will be missed. But 
as long as they can make an environment where it feels special to step on a floor, you know, you're, you're under this light, you have, you know, the camaraderie, you have a community cheering you on of people who in the stands don't know you and people that do know you and fellow adaptive athletes cheering you on is really what it's about. Um, mm-hmm. Trust me. The more I thought, I was like, man, this stinks. Like, we don't get to go to the games. Well, no, we're going to go to the games. But uh, what I will also say is half the magic is feeling special. Feeling mm-hmm. like, you know, like you go back into Noble and you try on all your stuff and you get your gear and you get your swag and you kind of come out and like you feel like, hi, I've accomplished something and I'm here. Mm-hmm. So if there was one thing to say, like if moving forward with the CrossFit Games and even though it's going to be separate, kind of divisions and communities. I hope that whoever that lead sponsor is for the CrossFit Games still gives the same amount of attention to the masters, to the team, mm-hmm. to the adaptive in terms of what they're also producing and giving to them. Yeah. I was talking to someone who said they had a team go to pit and victory grips sponsored pit. And he's like, oh, so like, did you come on with some grips and stuff? And they were like, no. But Victory Grips sponsored it. So like, how does, like, that's where the magic gets lost. Like, and, and mm-hmm. like the power of making it feel like I've gotten somewhere. And I think that if CrossFit needs to master something with this divide, that's what they're going to need to master. Mm-hmm. John, you've been saying that. Oh, I have so many opinions on this. <laughs> so, so many. I don't think the break off of adaptive is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, the more I think about it, I mean, if you really, really think about adaptive competition, you guys aren't even playing the same game no. as the CrossFit Games elite, quote unquote, elite people. Yeah, it's to- the workout. It, you know, you could do the same workout side by side as the elites, and it's going to look visually different. Because so of the impairments and, and everything else. And in a lot of ways, it's actually more exciting than what, like, you can watch, you know, the Tia Claire Toomey's and whoever in the world lifting big weight and go, wow, that's amazing. They're super fit. And then you see somebody do it with one arm and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> you yeah, know, different, it's like, different. it's a wildly different experience, yeah. you know, but parts of it are more, um, feel more educational than a sporting event would meaning you're those of us that don't have impairment you watch and you're like oh, i never considered you have to do this in order to do whatever the movement is you know and so there's some of that magic of watching a, a fast competition of people racing is lost in translation because you're yep. busy like your brain is busy with other things so i think it will be a a much different experience than you would have gotten at, at the quote unquote games, but I think it can still be magical. I mean, Will Watt has done a really nice job with that. Yeah. You know, I went there last year and I think they did a really nice job of making people feel special. You know, those that won and I thought the events themselves felt that way. And it's a much smaller crowd, you know, yeah. it was, you know, maybe a thousand people, maybe, mm. you know, um, and I've been to Pitt. And it was special in its own way. And I'm sure the master's competitions will be special in their own way. I think we just have to have in our mind that these are all different sports. It's all CrossFit, but it's all different sports. No different than, I'm I'm not going to use the NBA, WNBA comparison because I keep getting (laughs) roasted for that. The better comparison is probably like, you know, professional golf and then some random tournament here in town. Like the the people that play here locally are pros and they're really damn good, really good, but they're not Tiger Woods. No, you know people aren't going to pay to watch that live. Some people will, friends and family and and coworkers and whatever will go see it, and that's can be special too. It's just a different sport. You know? Fact. In in my mind, I'm likening the split to like Olympics versus Special Olympics, where yeah. it's like it's its own, it's its own. Thing yep. because to your point john like it it must be viewed differently because the parameters are different and the equipment is different yep. and the everything is different but in and of itself it feels 
still like a massive event. Like it's like you have just as much respect for the Paralympic athletes as you do for the regular Olympic athletes. And to your point, Lauren, that's partially because the fanfare around it is the same and the opening ceremonies are the same and the flags are the same and the flag is the same. And that level of attention to detail and care, and I'm just going to say it like money, the level of funding (laughs) is the same. And so it's going to, you're not going to feel like a separate athlete if you have the same jacket and the same flag and the same embroidery and the same whatever. It sounds stupid to say, but it's not because the little details are totally what separate your event from a local gym event. Like that's, that's literally it. And you do get there and you want the shit that you've seen on Instagram for five years. You want to lay out all your swag on the bed just like every CrossFit athlete before you, it's like become a rite of passage. Like right. you, you just, you made it there. You, yeah. you dedicated time and like for just like a master's athlete and just like a teen and just like an adaptive athlete, just like us, we all have jobs. So fitness is not our full-time job. Down and I were joking before this, my dream job would be to stay at home dog mom and be able to full-time fitness. Amazing. We're working on it. We're trying to find this and figure it out. Yeah. You're going to be a stay-at-home cat dad, John? Oh, I wish. No, <laughs> actually, I don't want to be here with the cat. Dean would hate around. that. He'd be like, oh. could you leave? Dean would love like, it. I, he would actually love it. I, I do think in a, part of the issue the last couple of years of what you experienced and what you're describing with this uh, invisible disability within the adaptive community is you had the year where everyone got to compete at the games or, or most everyone, not everyone, but most everyone. And then they took it away. So we take something away from people that's hurtful. Yeah. And, and in that same year we changed the, you know, we start changing the classification process and now you got to go get certified. And a lot of, a lot of people, not just you were told you're too fit. Yeah. To be in whatever the division may be. And that hurts a lot of feelings. Right. Yep. And and all of this is happening under the guise of a company that historically doesn't know how to communicate. Right. So so now you've got CrossFit out here not telling you the full story. And by the way, they yep. do that to the elites, too. So don't yeah. feel special. You know, it's just yeah. like they do it to all of us. <laughs> um, and so I hope this break off you know, to its own independent thing will fix a lot of that. Like I think, yeah. you know, Stouty and, and Kevin and that whole team at Willwater are much better communicators. Yeah. I mean, they're like, you know, and they're a lot meaner too, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean that they're in the nicest real. way possible. You mean yeah, they're real, real. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, they're very direct, very real. Yeah. Um, and I love that about them. Like that's, you know, and, I, you know, I think they're real honest and open. So I think they'll, They'll fix some of that. The other thing I think it will fix um, that I saw often in the open because they were taking workouts that Dave or whoever had yeah. created for able-bodied athletes and then basically just converting them to adaptive workouts. Yeah. You would they were they would like on the fly find out why it was such a screwed up idea. And so having Wheelwad, who does this for a living, like all they do is program for adaptive athletes, I think can also fix a lot of that and stop a lot of that infighting within the adaptive community of someone going, Oh, you're this workout's unfair because you can do whatever. And I can't do this and get all the fighting. That's just no fun. Well, and I think that was so amazing for me in the Wadapalooza qualifiers. So I'm moderate. So that like, you know, each level, so there's minor, moderate, major in kind of each classification, I guess. Well, maybe it's just for neuro. Either way, there's moderate, moderate for some of them um divisions and so i had different weights i had different box sites i had different things but that allowed me to be very competitive so um when you're putting me up against a leaderboard of minors um as well and so i think going to the so we uh wadapalooza is two minors two moderates and a major which is huge i mean like a, a major going is amazing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that would have never happened in the CrossFit game setup. Would have never happened in the open because of there's no scaling within your workout. So right. I'm not able to be competitive against a minor and vice like 
a major definitely is not going to be competitive against a minor. So I mean, that scalability is, is major. Now I will say, if I have to do handstand release push or hand release push-ups one more time, I might scrape. Um, <laughs> because for adaptive athletes, it's really hard for it to not look like a snake, especially when you're a neuromuscular athlete and you're, you don't have an arm missing. You don't have a leg missing. Your whole body is infect, affected. Right. And you might, like for me, sometimes like when I burpee, I can't pull my leg forward. So I'm like staggered stance, um, like you would finish in a split jerk. But like when you have to do hand release push-ups, it's going to look like you're snaking because your leg droops down. So I'm like, if I have to do hand release push-ups one more time, I might scream. But that's okay. It, is it the I will thing say that, that you can talk to your judge about ahead of time? Like, like the way that, that like if your, if your overhead lockout is just this because you had surgery on your elbow or whatever, sometimes you can like talk to your judge ahead of time. Yeah. I will say like, I've never had to deal with that. Like every time we've had hand release pushups, it's been in a qualifier. So then like your video is just getting reviewed and then you're pretty much like told like, Hey, like you got this deducted and mm. no really reason why. So. But. You know, Lauren, I'm 53 years old. You perfectly described how I do burpees, by the way. You, she's like, I can't do this because of my disability. And I'm like, that's how I do them every day. Mm-hmm. You know, right into a split jerk. Just no mobility we a, whatsoever. We had a wad on Saturday or Sunday, cardio Sunday, that had burpees in it. And round one looked normal-ish. Round two, progressively not not okay round three like every burpee was like standing up and like hmm. like staggering to the left staggering to the right and um our coach was behind us and she's like can you do it and i was like right we're great we're over here we're doing it <laughs> you're like i need this half of the room to do my yeah. burpees so i don't walk yeah. into anyone else can you guys all just move over that'd be great we had a a, a qualifier wad in the open that was here and burpees to a target and let me tell you two things that send me over the edge are those two so when i saw that workout i was like we're gonna fall over we're gonna vomit we're gonna have a lot of issues my poor coach amy was beside me and i swear like she was trying so hard to keep it together but she was like laura i've never cried during a workout watching you work out when i cried during that and she's like standing there like trying to catch me and i'm like we got this we just have to get through it and then i had the the thruster afterward and um i straight up fell with the <laughs> it's like laura just hey, your body was just like no we're not doing this right now she also just prayed i didn't have to repeat it but uh yeah have, have you been to wadapalooza before or is this your first time this is my first time so the game hey. was my very first crossfit competition oh wow uh, yeah <laughs> L-O-L. Oh, Lollapalooza will be my second. Oh, well, you know, you really can't, you really can't go backwards now. You can't do any local shit because you're just, you started so high. We also joke, I'm like, guys, like, I would probably scare half of the gym. I mean, we had a 15-year, like, um, affiliate thing, and I would purposely pick the station beside the, the trash can, and everyone's like, She's good. And like, this is normal. She's fine. She's fine. At home, she has her own puke bucket. We decorated it for her. Everybody signed it. Like, well, see, that's the best part. We keep joking that we need to do that. Yeah. Right now, it's just like this, this like yellow concrete contractor bucket. And there was Mm -hmm. one time we had an in-home cop and I looked at Taylor who runs our in-home cops and I was like, my bucket's not up there. Uh-oh. He's like, I put chalk in it. And I oh, was like, no. oh, sorry to whoever grabs chalk. No, sad. <laughs> sad for that person's hands. Yeah, it was very sure. sad for that person's hands. Yeah. Like, sorry. Well, you know, you're yeah. going to love what you're going to love. Wadapalooza. It has a, a yeah. bit of that magic, that magic you discussed. Hell yeah. Earlier. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but in a different way. You know, where the games has the allure of, um, like, prestige. Yeah. Wadapalooza is a true community event. Love that. Like, you, you know, because you just got 
yeah. random CrossFitters competing in divisions right next to elites and, yeah. and, and the adaptive competition has been there for years. And so it's yeah. just like, it's so normal to see adaptive athletes on the floor with able-bodied athletes side yeah. by side. And that part's really cool. Yeah. Of course. Really. I love the fact that the wheelchair athletes are there too. Like they're, they're awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. It gives real festival vibes, which is my favorite part of it. Like mm -hmm. it gives, you know how like in, at the games, sometimes the most fun is in between events when you're just like wandering vendor village and you're like shoulder to shoulder with someone for an acai bowl, but you just like, yeah. are just, just happy to be there. You know what I mean? Like that, that is like the entire vibe at Wadapalooza, in my opinion. It's just Nick. very much lines. Of I love people that. I'm all for there. it. Now, now, John, we started this conversation and we said we were going to hit record, like we couldn't start going down right. this path. Oh, we're talking about Waza. Yeah. 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 Well, so I, I forgot to see this. I don't know. I forgot to tell you the story, Nikki. This is funny. What? So the other day, somebody asked me in my, uh, one of those Q&As I was doing, um, you know, kind of what was next for me. And I just made an offhanded comment that I'm not sure I'm going to any competitions next year. Like right. I got wheel wide coming up. And then after that, I'm not convinced I'm going to anything, including the games. And I get a DM and it, and it says, uh, you know, anything I can do to help you make up your mind here. And I'm like, what the hell random followers like try to talk me into going to competition that's a weird one right? yeah and i opened it and it was dylan who runs oh waza and i don't i don't good. really know like i've never really met dylan uh oh, no I, I don't even know if he listens to this but uh he follows obviously it. and i'm like oh shit dylan what's up i'm like yeah nothing against your event you run a great event and they do i think waza's my opinion i think it's the best event of the year bar none yeah. mm -hmm. um so fun but it's just oh, that's you know, so great. Dylan is the best. You know, fun fun fact. I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Dylan was one of us. Dylan was an MC back in the day. Yeah. MC and broadcast were the same team. Effectively, mm. we had the same. Like we were all under one umbrella. It's since been split up a little bit. But um, Dylan was a floor MC forever, forever. And before that, he was an athlete. Like he was like a regionals athlete. Back Ooh, when love that. Was thing. Yes. And like there were events where he couldn't MC because he had qualified. <laughs> and yeah. And so that so he's just he's been in the community on every level for like 150 years. That's a joke. Yeah, he's that. like 25 years old. He's a well, baby. It was very, but he, very like, nice for him to reach out. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now he runs this wonderful event. And I think he brings so many different perspectives. That's great, John. Oh, well, let's all no, go. It was just funny. Let's all go. Why does yeah. I'm going? It doesn't, okay. doesn't mean I'm going. Okay. Well, no, this is what I was telling Lauren off air. And I'm seriously considering this. Like I go after this year, I've started thinking there, all these trips are very expensive and they yeah. take a lot of time. And the money part I can deal with, but my time is really valuable to me these days, like more so now than it ever has been. And, and so I'm like thinking like, what do I truly get out of these things besides an ego boost? And I don't want to be that guy that's like, yeah. need somebody to tell me how much they love me all the time. Like that's the best part of going for me is people stop. I didn't want to take photos and like, they're nice to me and. I get to talk to people and hear their stories and like all that stuff. It's like super cool. And I'm crazy grateful for it. But I like, I sit there and wonder like, am I going because of that? Cause I don't think that's why I should go. You know, like I don't. Why? But I think that's why you go. Cause you've created your own community that. Maybe, but uh, yeah, but you, you can't help but take away the, the pride. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have, you have like 10 people in a row in the same day tell you how much they love you. And then you're just like, Oh, I'm the best, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't, yeah be seriously. Like it just happens. And I don't want to do anything with that. Like I don't yeah, want to become that person, you know? So I'm like, I'm considering not doing any of them this year. I don't know. We'll see. What about actually watching the competition? That's a part of it. Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't see much of the competition when I go. I watched more of the Rogue Invitational this weekend. That was that was actually more competitive fitness than I saw at the games. Mm. You know, it's like you just get caught up talking to people. And and when I go, and you get this too, Nikki, it's like, you know, you get at, and again, super grateful, but you get asked to do stuff with battle cancer and forging youth resilience and like all this charity work comes up and I love doing that stuff. Then your whole week's filled. 
Yeah. And to Lauren's point, then I, yeah, I go home and I like, I can't do anything for the next month because yeah. I just wasted from this trip. Your you know? social and battery is run out. Yeah. And you also then can't go do what you want to go do, which was to just watch CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. I got like, a deal I, for you. Oh, I'll here we go. GoPro on. Here it comes. And I'll wear a GoPro the entire time. And I'll wow. like have a sign that says, John is here. <laughs> and then like you're there right. and watch all the CrossFit. Dude, that yeah, works that's perfect that's great i might go i might still go i love water if i go to one it'll be waterpalooza i'll choose waterpalooza over the games guaranteed like i love waterpalooza well, i mean you've got to go to texas if you're going to <laughs> well no, no right. well i don't know that's right texas is hot man and after watching that's everyone everyone have no fun down in austin this weekend because of the rain and the humidity i'm like yeah i really don't want to do texas in the summer yeah, the Texas is going to be brutal. Brutal. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, hope look, everything is inside. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be. It's yeah, got to yeah. be. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even questioning that. I mean, come on, look, look at me. I'm bald and pasty white. I'll be like a matchstick out in Texas. I'll literally just burst into flames. <laughs> Swear to God. Probably would. We're going to have to hose Nikki's husband down with like SPF oh, can you 10, imagine? 10,000. For his pasty ass walking around those little white legs. I know. Yeah. I'ma bring I'ma bring just a suitcase full of, full of, of straight up SPF one hundred for Matt and you know, we'll share with like Pat Vellner and anyone else who needs some. Oh yeah, Pat will definitely need that. Yeah. Gingers unite. I think yeah. we should all go. Let's go to Wapapalooza. Let's all go. Lauren will compete. We will watch. John, hopefully I will work. Keep your fingers crossed. And It'll be a great time. It'll be Miami. Yeah. It'll be Miami in January. Wow, well, I would love Which to get Which we hope it's not cold like last year. Yeah, I'm bringing Fast. a sweatshirt this year because I froze my ass off. Dude, last year I had to buy a sweatshirt and a jacket and extra pants. I was like last layered year, up out there. It was warmer in Pennsylvania than it was in Miami. On those yeah, days. that was not fair. That was not fair. At night, at night. Because during the day yeah. it was still hot as balls. And I was like, this yeah. is not fair. We're all going to get sick. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you in PA? I am in PA. Oh, we're in PA. Um. So right outside of like Lancaster County, I'm in Downingtown. So I like my job is in Philadelphia. So okay. I grew up in Lancaster County. All right. Good. You're the good part, of PA. I thought you were going to say yeah. Pittsburgh, and I was going to have to eject I her from know. the show real quick. No, no. <laughs> we're all still here, uh, recovering from the the Phillies. You know, right. bombing it. Yeah. Yeah, look, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy out of me. Uh, you guys were in the World Series. That's pretty awesome. Listen, we have to. We were trying to go back again and bring it home. I mean, also, can we just talk sports one second here? How do you lose a Super Bowl, a World Series? The Union like lost like their MLS like championship. The Flyers are just the Flyers. Yeah, and then like we don't get back. To, like we have a, we're cursed. Wait, are you really you're really gonna complain about sports to somebody from Cleveland? I mean, seriously. Seriously. The Browns haven't won a thing since 1964. The Indians haven't won a World Series, and we've been three times and won our division like a ten times and haven't won a World Series since like what 1948, maybe 52. We have one championship okay. thank god i was alive for it they nearly burned the city down when lebron brought us one mm. swear to god i thought the city was going to implode it was well insane. i mean so it, one championship in a 150 years so yeah okay fair, fair, fair. i guess we did get a world series in 2008 in the super bowl one yeah, yeah. The, the i just can't i can't participate fan. in this conversation as a lifelong boston fan i did oh, yeah, grow up with it yeah, I can't. I did grow up with a cursed baseball team. I will say that and lived to see the day. And then yeah. we totally did burn the city down. I was in college. It was great. Uh, I was part of it. But that was that was because I because my family is pure Red Sox all the time. So it was like shitty as a kid. And then yeah. we lived through it. And now it's like everybody either loves us or hates us. They hate us because they ain't us. That kind of. Yeah, but we do. We do. Yeah, our- Not gonna lie. We do. But are you a city that has to grease up your uh, light post? Because 
we go. <laughs> we have fans that climb them. There's people that are damned. They're like, right. stop people from climbing these, please. They, they literally, like, it's hilarious. Um, I was down in the city the, ne- the day before game seven, and I was racking up and, like, I thought that they just were playing a joke on us before when the Super Bowl happened the year prior. Um, they legitimately like take cans of Crisco, like bulk size cans of like Crisco, and they're like rubbing it on like telephone poles. And I'm like, wow, that's hilarious. I mean, wow, great. What job is that? Like, what's your title? Are you like lead town Crisco <laughs> ordinance oh, man? just oh, that's like funny. senior crisco development pole <laughs> waxer i think is the actual title i know i'm gonna he I know probably I'm, makes 100k a year i know i'm gonna clip you saying pole waxer like a thousand <laughs> times you should and, title the episode that is nikki and the pole waxer it sounds like a harry potter book yeah great exactly <laughs> meme that was like the renaming of the Harry Potter titles, or did you send yes. it to me? Yeah, you sent, sent it, it to me. Yeah. I said I sent uh, you and you and Danny get all my Harry Potter humor. Anytime I get a Harry Potter meme or as something, a bona fide Harry us. Potter adult, I fully appreciate that. Um, and Nick, you're a universal and, person, not a Disney person. No, I'm a both. I'm a bothy for sure. Hundred percent. You can do both. You yeah, need I two both. weeks, but you can do both. You do need two weeks. Or you become an annual pass holder and then you don't need two weeks and you just, you do girl. Yeah. We are thinking about taking Hunter to Disney. Actually, we're thinking about if I can get hired for Wadapalooza, like me going and working for a few days and then my husband and Hunter coming down to Florida and me just flying from Miami to Orlando and taking him. So for any Disney adults who are listening, I, I could use all of the help I could get in planning this. Please help. Please help. I'm, I'm but, literally going four times this year. Okay. Yes. I have so many questions <laughs> about how to go with a toddler, about how to plan the trip with a toddler, right? Because it's like yeah. a, it's a little bit of a specialty trip where it's like what parts of which parks are the ones to go to. And if we're only going for five days, you know, does it even matter? So that's kind of like what I want to know. And also where to stay. God, it's complicated. It's so complicated. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But they're free before three. And he's like finally at a point where he's like obsessed with Mickey Mouse and obsessed with like the Disney Pixar movies that we've watched. And he's like, he's got his favorites. And now we've seen them a million times. It would be really fun because it would be it would be purely magical for him. And I know that people shit on taking toddlers to Disney because they like, quote unquote, yeah. don't remember. But for fuck's sake, I will remember. Heck yeah. I would have fun with him there. Like, it's not just for him. It's like for our whole family. Now, my parents did say growing up that like the golden age was five. Um, and I mean, like, granted, I was a horrible child. I cried <laughs> everywhere. I mean, to the oh. point where one parent would sit in a car with me while the other was inside with my sisters because if you took me in that restaurant this girl was crying so i mean again not really shocked but yeah so my parents have the golden age is five um which i tend to walk around and i believe it but yeah two is also a great age i mean i was trying to convince i'm literally going next week my birthday um and then turning around and going 17 days later for christmas i love that i love that for you yeah, I was trying, and here's the thing, he's two, so you can get him in up until three for free. Right, so right. you should take him. Right, after and then we learn it, and then we'll go back. And, and you master it when he's literally going to run you to the ground, because right. he's going to want to do everything. So like, yeah. this can still yeah. be a Disney adult with a toddler trip. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So that's, that's you kind of you like have the, my we'll see. Ooh, I have lots of questions. I got you. I can um, help schedule you. a different Zoom call for that. Yeah. We'll do a whole we'll do a whole Disney episode. It'll be great. Ooh, we could do our Disney planning live for anyone who yeah. wants to tune in. Can you imagine the <laughs> four people who would listen to that episode? No, you would be surprised. You would get so many people. Dude, we well, I know a girl Haley with us. We need to just have Haley Adams join and then it's the real dream team. And then the, you know, we can also say to the world, hi, if you need a babysitter, 
watch your kids while you go have a drink. Just bring us one back. No, just kidding. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. Disney sitters. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did joke with her when she was uh, at Disney when the games were happening. And I was like, you're living your best life. And I love that. Oh, yeah. You. For sure. 100%. That's great. Well, future episode planned. So Done. sounds good to me. Sign me up. I'll be here with my um, Mickey ears on and everything. Perfect. Ooh, I can't wait for new Mickey ears. Well, Lauren, I mean, thank I, you. Oh, go ahead. I say my guest bedroom is Disney themed. So mm. <laughs> amazing. I just outed I myself a little bit there. Whoops. It's all right. It's all right. Well, thank you for joining uh, yeah, tonight. And we're excited to watch at Wadapalooza, whether we're watching online or we go in person. Nikki's going to be on the sidelines, but uh, hopefully. I'll find hopefully you. I'm there too. Yep. One way or another, we'll get your GoPro going so I can. Yes. With the big arrow. John is here. Yeah, John John is is here. here. All right, Nikki, great to see you again, as always. Likewise. Get get some rest tonight now that your kid's sleeping. Mm -hmm. That'll be good for you. Hope your hour of freedom was the best hour ever. It was. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, for everyone listening, thanks for joining, and we will chat with you guys soon.